All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you all this morning. Amen. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes here this morning, your School of Healing host this morning. And we're excited this morning to be able to come together again for the School of Healing Virtual Wellness Center to meet together this morning and learn some more things, some more disciplines that we can institute and put in place. Amen. To be able to build our future or a future of optimal overall wellness. Amen. Hallelujah. In the areas of physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, financial wellness, occupational wellness, environmental wellness, and social wellness. Amen. And I tell you, it is March, Sunday morning, March the 6th. We're into the third month of this building project. And I tell you, it's really, really, man, starting to take shape and kick in. And we're beginning to feel uh, the results in so many different areas. Things are getting better, even as we are observing chaos all around us, darkness all around us. But right in the midst of it, amen, God has come near to shine a perfect light upon us. Every time we open up this word, it's like the light goes off, amen. And so we run to the word of God. We run to God because Jesus Christ is the living word of God. So every time we run to the word, it's like we live into Jesus. We run into Jesus Christ who lives. He lives. How you, how, you ask us how we know he lived because he lived on the inside of us. And when we began to take this word, just like we take a medicine, it becomes a medicine to our flesh. It becomes, you know, marrow to our bones. And we begin to feel the strength of it, the power of it. Amen. As it's quickening our mortal bodies. Amen. It's bringing life to our bodies. <clears throat> and it even gets better because we're striving for a better future. So that means we're striving for a better quality of life. Amen. Some things in the past, weights and sins and things and have ran us down, have drained our energy and strength. Amen. Because we got to go out here, man, and face this darkness every day. And sometimes it can be depressing moments. It can be stressful times, times that cause us to worry, doubt and unbelief come in. And these are some of the weights that the Lord want us to set aside. Amen. Because they weigh us down and they lead to sin. And sin sometimes is not only against God, it's against my body, it's against my finances, it's against my, you know, my, my career plans and dreams. And all that get clouded and shadowed sometimes. And we need that word to come in, man, and lift us up and build us up and encourage us and perfect us for the work of ministry. Amen. And the work of ministry starts with each and every one of us. We got to work on self before we can work on the world. So before we can work on others, even in our own families, before I can train up and raise up a child in the way it should go, I got to remember how I was trained up and raised you know, and, 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 and eat the meat and throw away the bone. You know, I was trained up in the way I should go. Now that I'm old, I can't depart from it. That's the Bible. It's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, the King James Bible. So this is what we're doing. We're getting ourselves better so we can help others be better. Because that's what God wants us to do, you know, because, you know, he's, he's freed us so that others might be free. in all those areas where there's struggle, especially these days when there's so much evil. The Bible said that we, we have to redeem the time because the days are evil. It's in the book of, I want to say that's the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 of the King James Bible. And so we're, what we're doing as we build, we're getting ourselves ready as builders. If we're going to build. We got to know how to build. We got to know how to use certain materials to build certain things to get certain outcomes. And this is what it's all about. So you all just, you know, be blessed this morning with the teaching. Amen. Uh, that we're going to do in the school of healing. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Amen. And it might come across to you a little bit different. Amen. Then, you know, we might talk about food this morning. We might talk about eating habits this morning, but we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit as he gave this to me. Amen. And a lot of time is, it's, it's the areas that a lot of times go unnoticed or unspoken about or, or talked about that kind of get us, you know, it, it kind of leaves us hanging. Amen. Because we're thinking that, well, if I don't eat this, I'm going to be healthy. If I don't eat this, I'm going to be healthy. If I don't do this, I'm going to be healthy. But we're talking about eight different areas of wellness. We're just not talking about physical wellness. A lot of us pretty much got a good hold on that. We're drinking the right water. We're eating the right food. We're eating more high fiber food, more protein. You know, we're doing exercise. We're walking. You know, we're drinking uh, water before we drink coffee. We're drinking more tea, green tea, white tea, black tea. 
you know, we're doing all of those things there. You know, we're eating those foods that, you know, are supposed to be consumed, you know, and we're not eating the ones that are not, you know. And so some of us are, you know, and, and it comes down to something that we're going to talk about this morning. Amen. That expands beyond just food. OK, and just exercise. You know, we're going to talk about this morning some willpower and some self-discipline. This is the key to building that future, that optimal overall future of wellness. Because, you you know, these things are coming at us, these fiery darts, these arrows, the, you know, I call them temptations that's shot out there by the enemy, man. And sometimes they come as just one arrow. Then sometimes they come multiple hits at the same time. And you got to make split decisions, you know. And a lot of times if we don't have the willpower or we don't have self-discipline, then we just give in. Because it's better sometimes as, as in our thinking to just give in and go along with the process, whatever. And a lot of times, you know, we, 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 we don't take advantage of the, of the God's uh, restraint, that, that divine restraint that he's given us. In other words, we have the ability to say no. Why? Because I'm doing it to myself. I'm hurting myself. And if I hurt myself, think about down the road who's going to be hurt by me hurting myself, about me abusing myself, about me wasting, you know, my own life. Think about how that's gonna gonna cause hurt to someone else down the road. Because if I get sick, if I get broke and, and and have to go steal something or lie to cheat to get some gain, ungodly way, all those things, you know, if I don't show up on my job and I get fired and lose my job, if I don't have respect and understand the environment I'm living in, what what is my role to play? I'll go out there, man, pile my trash up right out there, throw it out there too, man, and let the wind blow it all over the place. You know, all these things and it's going to affect and, and the quality of life for someone else. And so I got to I got to put self in check. I remember my grandson was talking yesterday and we were talking about, you know, him in, in, in school and whatnot. You know, we've had a real, real nice time here this week mentoring and ministering and to him six years old, you know. And we talked about, you know, how to get from point A to point B. And I told him about when he was before he was born, a man. You know, there was a process that began in his life when he was conceived. And that process was, you know, uh, 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 a, pr a preparation for him coming into this world was how his parents treated him before he was ever born. You know, carried him for nine months and then he was born and then they took care of him and all of them. Now he's six and he haven't really figured out yet how important it was, how he was prepared to reach his sixth birthday, to be in school, a student, smart as all out, got so much talent, you know, whole conversation with adults like a, like a little man. And see, that's preparation, and he didn't understand that. So I gave him a formula that I, that I use when I counsel young kids, and, I, and in adults too. I use it for myself because it was given to me that way. Preparation plus opportunity equals success. And I began to tell him from the time he was big enough how I showed him some videos and pictures and called it back to his remembrance yesterday of how all the opportunities that he had, even now he's, he went out and started playing baseball. So he's now playing baseball. He played stickball a while back to prepare him for baseball now. And he went out yesterday, man, with his dad. And man, the report we got, man, was he was really, really good. Surprised everybody. First pitch across the plate, knocked it out of sight, man. But see, he was prepared for that because when he was three, two or three, he was out there playing stickball. I call it stickball. They put the little ball up on the thing. It's got a, what was it? T-ball. T-ball. I'm sorry, T-ball. And so it was preparation. And so I said, now with, 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 with preparation and opportunity, Carter, you're going to go somewhere. You're going to go to a place of success in your future, whatever direction you decide to go in. He's an excellent reader, speller. You know, love numbers, can whip them numbers together, man, you know, and he loves God. You know, he loves to pray. He knows scripture. He's been on the line before. He understands testimony. He told me he's going to be a preacher and a soldier one day. So he's already looking at his future and he's preparing himself, you know, just like we have to. And, and the key thing we talked to him about was willpower and self-discipline, mm -hmm. self-control. You know, don't let things outside energy and things that come at you, you know, distract you and take away your attention. You know, school, there may be bullies. There may be other distractions. There may be people that be jealous of you, envious of you because you're smart and you're excelling. And you don't you don't try to hide the fact that you're smart. A lot of times that can be interpreted a lot of ways. And it's just like when people look at us, 
They can tell whether you prepared or, you know, whether you unprepared. They can, they can tell whether you appreciate opportunities to breathe, the mood, to be, you know, the quality of life. I appreciate an opportunity, man, to have a better life, to have access to right. these instructions. But it's up to me to put forth the willpower and the self-discipline because we're trying to build something. I'm trying to build a better future so that I can continue my wife, Pastor and I, and mentor our grandkids. You know, it's what it's about now, living that life in front of them, not just telling them, you can't do this. And then they come over here, man, I'm doing everything but that, you know. So it's about that willpower and self-discipline that we're going to talk about this morning. And last time we were together, you know, we came out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 20, the King James Bible. And we focused on, uh, I think it was verse 18 and 19. So let's just pray and get into the school of healing this morning with the little time that we have left. Father, we thank you this morning. We pray this morning as we gather together this morning, school of healing and the virtual wellness center to learn more, Lord God, about what we can do to continue to prepare ourselves to build uh, this future, Lord God, of optimal overall wellness, that the end of it will be favorable to those who do the work. And so we thank you that we don't want to just be forget for hearers, but doers of the work, Lord God. And the work is, Lord God, taking these scriptures and doing what they say do, Lord God, not just hearing them, but doing them, putting them in the practical application, living by them. And to do this successfully, Lord God, that we may achieve the goal, the success that we desire, it's going to require willpower and self-discipline. This is our key. This is what we're going to learn about from the scripture, what's written down. And if we be willing and obedient, you said that we would eat the good of the land. And so we thank you for it now. Holy Ghost, have your way now. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And so we're still talking about, you know, building a future of optimal overall wellness, working toward a new life. Amen. A better life. And scripture text that we just went over, amen, was from last week, but, you know, it talks about, you know, well, matter of fact, let me just read it to you by way of review, and then we'll go into today. Uh, it's in the book of Isaiah chapter 1. I want to start reading at verse 16, and it was through verse 21. And we gave you some 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 synonyms. There are some things to do. There are some, some verbs. There are some action words. And the first one we talked about was wash. You know, wash you. Then we talked about learn, and then we talked about come, and then we talked about refusing and rebelling. You know, all these are actions. These are things that require discipline, self-discipline, self-control. And uh, we said that we wash you. Verse sixteen said, "Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings for from before mine eyes." So we're we're learning here that everything we do, God sees it. So. We, we can lie to ourselves, we can lie to others, we can fool others, we can, get, we can get our integrity by them, but you can't get it by God. God see everything that you do. And then it's just a matter of time when everybody else is going to see it because it's going to either make you better or it's going to make you worse. And then everybody's going to know you didn't do something or you did too much of something or you did the wrong thing. And now you've got to figure out how to try to tell people, well, and then all of a sudden it all comes out and it shows lack of willpower and lack of self-discipline. And I give you a good example my baby brother died from high blood pressure and he'd been on medication and he stopped taking his medication. I say that to bring up this because there's a lot of you out there that's listening to me right now. You're on medication. And I'm not going to say your future, you're going to stay on medication. But you take the medication until you get healthy enough not to take it. Your medica medication don't heal you. It brings a balance to you. It'll treat and give you some level of comfort until you can practice some habits, do some different things, practice some self-control, some self-discipline, why go get it from the doctor and not take it as prescribed? You know, I take medication. I don't take as many medications as I once taken because I've gotten better in some areas. And I'm constantly doing more things to improve so I will one day not have to take any medication. That's my goal in life. But that takes a lot of work, you know. That takes a lot of work. And my medications have narrowed down to, to one or two, one, one or two right now. Some of them is as, as needed, you know. But it takes a lot of work. But I look to Jesus as my healer. If I'm ever to be totally 100% healed, I can't expect God to do that when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I can pray all day long. I can quote scripture all day long. That's what I'm supposed to do. But for God to answer them, I got to do what I can do. I got to be willing and obedient with the end state in mind. It ain't just throwing scripture out there, man, and thinking it's going to automatically just magically work. 
No, you got to do what the scriptures say do. And here he says, wash you, make you clean, put away all the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil. It's evil to think that way. You know, remember the scripture said that the man thinking in his heart, so is he, you know. That's that's where it all starts. Because if 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 the, if you work toward the way you think, and you ought to be thinking, you know, the end state versus the problem. You ought to be thinking that the problem is temporary. You ought to be thinking that the condition is temporary, that it's going to get better upgrade every day. I had a teleconference with my doctor just um, Friday. And, you know, we went over some things. Now, it was, everything wasn't like 100% perfect. Matter of fact, there was a couple alarming things that he said. But I didn't, I didn't shake him a boost. I didn't get fearful. I just asked myself, why is that still like that? I got to work on that. But I was very blessed by everything else he said. He said, this is good. Urine is good. This is good. This is good. There was another area he told me that used to be good. Now, it, it, done, it, done, it done kind of went the other way. Mm. But just two areas. Out, it used to be all the areas needed some work. But I said, okay, now I'm down to two areas I got to concentrate on. Consecrate on. It's no problem. I, I, I can handle that because I know what I've got to do. Because why? I've been there before. But I was very pleased at all the other areas, how they had gotten so much better from the last time. So I, I believe that good report. Why? Wow, I put in some work. Now I just got to put in more work in those two areas. And he told me, hey, I'm going to send you some things to help get that going in the right direction. Then it's up to you. <clears throat> no problem. Send it. And he said, take it as needed. And so it's all about that willpower. It's all about that. Uh, you know, that self-discipline, that self-control. Then it says, learn to do well. That's what I'm doing. I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. But I'm a person that have learned some things through experience. And I don't forget the lessons that I've learned. And I don't go around pointing the finger and blaming this person, blaming that person. I look at self. You know, and he was telling me those things, man, and I was listening to him. I ain't finna just let you tell me anything. I'm going to question you. I'm going to ask you some things. I'm going to say, why this? Why that? What do you think? Why? You're the medical professional. And if I find you wishy-washy like you don't know what you're talking about, I'll say, that's okay. I'm going to ask my doctor I got to go to next week. Or I'm going to ask, because I got several doctors, and they're all experts or specialists in certain areas. So if one don't know the answer, I got another one. I can always get a second opinion. That's a hint for somebody right there. Got to remember now, some of these, these guys and girls out here, all they want to do is write you a prescription, multiple prescriptions that they can. They want to get you so hooked on medication because there's about, you know, there's, there's billions and billions of dollars, trillions of dollars that are made every year in the pharmaceutical realm. And people get kickbacks, I hate to say it, for writing them prescriptions. Now, he wanted to write me a whole bunch of them. I said, sir, I've been off of that for years. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, because he, he's looking at my history. And he's saying, that's right, you did. That's right, you did. did and that's right, you did stop taking this. See, I'm getting off of some of these medications, and I'm finding other disciplines. I'm finding other ways that I can control and manage some of these things through some, some treatment. A lot of times, it's like self-treatment. You, you got to treat yourself better. You know? And then he goes on to say, you know, learn to do well. Seek judgment. Judge your own situation. Don't, don't, don't be blaming nobody. Don't let nobody judge you because the minute you go down, people are going to be like, man, they look they're so healthy. Boom. And all of a sudden, man, you're down. Now it causes people to start get second guessing. And they be like, I don't want that to happen to me, man. Now they start worrying. This is what I mean about a lot of times your state of wellness affects someone else or your like thereof. Your family, your friends, co-workers, people that you work for, your employers. They want to know. Insurance companies react. Everything is, is affected, you know. And it says, relieve the oppressed. How can I when I'm, when I'm oppressed, mm. you know? Judge the fatherless. How can I? How can I examine? How, how, how can I? How can I examine how I can help them, how I can provide for them? Land up in the hospital bed of language myself? Plead for the widows. How can I do all of this when I need it for myself? 
Come now, he says, and this is the Lord calling us to come to him and let us reason together, saith the Lord. I can teach you some things that you need to do, but it's up to you to have the willpower and the self-discipline and self-control to go do them. Though your sins be as scarlet. That's right. I sinned against my health, my finances, against all these areas. I did not have the right understanding. I didn't have the right. I wasn't well informed what I can do to be well in these areas. How to respect certain things, how to balance out certain things. I was so heavenly minded, I was no earthly good. And I ain't got no scripture for that, but you understand, we use that a lot. And that's, that carries a lot of weight. That is a very profound saying. I don't know who it originated with, who came up with it, but I like it. Because I see it all the time. I've been there. I've done that. They shall be as white as snow. My God, I, some areas, man, in my life, I, I said to myself when the doctor told me about them other two areas, I said, I'm going to fix that. That's what he means about white as snow. They're going to be different. It's going to, it's going to come back as a good report. There's not going to be any strings attached to it. It's going to be 100% or better. But it's going to take some, some, some work, some discipline. On my part, you know, God will make it, make it like it never was. Though they be red like crimson, sometimes it gets so bad, man, you think you're going to die. You should have, you know, some folks are saying, man, I, I, man, I thought I was going to die. I had a, my, my niece called me and told me, man, that she found out she had type 1 diabetes, didn't know it, was going into cardiac arrest, a, 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 a diabetic shock. They didn't get her to the hospital quick. It was an eye-opener. Eye-opener. You know? And now she's taking metformin, which to me is the most dangerous medication out there for a diabetic. But it seemed like they give that to African-Americans all the time or, 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 or people of color. When all there's all these other better, more improved, updated medications out there, it seems like they keep them away from a certain, certain, uh, you know, culture, and give us. I guess they go to the bottom of the barrel, scrape the bottom barrel for us. Because I was on it for a long time, I haven't taken it now in a number of years, and I feel so much better. I don't miss the side effects, but it was killing me. And then all of a sudden, when I had to get cancer stage four CLL. For the doctor to tell me that that wasn't no good. So I had to get an oncologist to tell me what the diabetic doctor wouldn't tell me. <laughs> it's amazing. That's why you always, man, got to learn some things about your health. And he says, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. We know this. You know, got to be willing and obedient. My intent is to do it. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. That same word that we reject, that we don't take and do. Okay. It's going to work. If it don't work for us, it'll work against us. If it don't cause us to step up on, in, into a new platform of living, a new, you know, better life, a better future, then it's going to take me back down and then I'm going to be unfit for anything good. I ain't going to have good health. I'm not going to have good finance. I'm not going to have good, you know, career. Nothing will go well unless I put forth some willpower and will myself to do it, you know, and then have some self-control as I'm doing it and not slip back or slip away or, or become inconsistent, inconsistent. In verse 21, it says, how is the faithful city become a harlot? You know, how did, how did I allow this to happen to me when I already knew what I needed to do? Because we're sitting that sit on a hill. So we can make this be individually spoken to us. It, it is always individual before it's corporate. It's always to the individual that, that has an ear to hear before it's to anyone else out there who don't know what to do. <clears throat> How has we become a harlot? A harlot means someone who has divorced the right way of doing things or now we just do anything. We just do anything with our bodies. That's what a harlot does to make money or whatever. They don't, they, don't, they don't really have a, a, a very good value of themselves or of their state of wellness. Mm. They just go for the lowest standards. They, they, just, they just devalue themselves and just go along with do anything with their bodies. Sell it, use it, you know, abuse it, waste it away. Said it was full of judgment. It was full of judgment. Righteousness lodged in it, but now murders. You know, and that's taking it to another level because if the individual don't value themselves, look at some of the things right there, man, that it can turn into real quick. You know, it was full of judgment. That's what we'll do. We'll start judging 
everybody else but myself. We'll start examining everybody, everything else but myself. Righteousness lies in it. So he's saying righteousness lies in it because it wasn't always like that. You know, some folks say, but I was born that way. Sometimes I beg to differ depending on what the situation is. You know, everything that, that, that shows up in birth sometimes, you know, you can't just say I was born that way or, or after birth, I'm sorry. There are some things yeah, that are passed on through, you know, through the genes, but there are some things people be lying about after they eight or nine years old. They were born that way. Leave that boy on, leave that girl. Well, there are some learned behaviors too. There are some folks that hate people and they said that they were, they were born to hate because they feel like they're better than you, better than me. And some of us feel the way, same way about them. So you got, you got a mixture there, okay? But we don't want to end up in any of that. But now, how do we, you know, build this self-discipline, this self-control, this willpower? Now, the Bible gives an interesting verse of Scripture. And I'm a, I'm a guy about biblical laws and biblical principles and biblical things that, that we haven't always had a access to, you know, but we have access to all these laws out here, you know, and we follow them. We learn them. We know what they are. Stop sign, say stop. Your sign, say yeah. You don't roll through because that's not what you're not doing what it says. I've rolled through a few of myself when I knew I should have stopped. And then after I rolled through, I was like, man, did I come to a complete stop? Just glad there was no other traffic coming. Amen, brother. Because that could have been detrimental. But I love this scripture right here because it, it, it kind of like gives me the key when I don't have to always lean toward my physical strength to do something, my mental strength to do something when it's, when it's just coming from me, you know, like my own understanding. I can figure some things out because I've, I've got some experience. I got a wife who used to work in wellness. You know, I, I got access to all of these physical things that I can take advantage of. But there are some things that I need some outside help. Mm. And when I read this scripture, man, it, 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 just, it just spoke to me about willpower where does willpower come from it's physical but it's also spiritual mm. see and it says here it says then he answered and spake unto me saying this is the word of the lord so there's a key right there this is this is the link to what i can't do within my own willpower and my own self-control so i got a helper out there that I got to do certain things for that helper to help me when I need help. Mm. And it comes from above. Now, I got people around me. I got a, I got a wife who's a nurse who, who knows a lot about health. You know, I got access to hospitals right over there. I got my VA doctor. I can call that. I got, you know, my, my oncologist, my urologist. I got all these people around me that I can, that I can get physical help from, advice from, medical but then there's that other source when it comes down to, you know, comes down to willpower, you know, some that power you can't just muster up, but you got to know where to go to get it, how to pull it down, you know, and, and, and it says, then he answered and spake unto me when I was faced with something that didn't, didn't, I couldn't figure it out. You know, I had ran out of, of, of my little ability to comprehend it, you know, and it says, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now, Zerubbabel was a person in charge, and Zerubbabel was having problems. What am I saying? You're not the only one that's going to go through stuff. You don't have to be a, a celebrity. Some of them right now experiencing stuff that they can't understand. It's because they got all that money. Sometimes money can't buy you a better life. It can buy you something more physical. But then when you start having stuff that's affecting you and you don't you don't understand it. And when you find out, man, you know, you know, there's no there's no treasure in you, no heavenly treasure in you. You may have a lot of money in the bank. The rich man, the Bible says, it's harder for him to get into the, the, the into heaven than it is to go for a camera to go through the eye of a needle. Having a lot of money don't make you well. It might give you a nice physical material life. But don't do anything for you spiritually unless you, you know, it, it'll hurt you if you're robbing God. It'll also hurt you more if you're getting it in an ungodly way. It's no gain at all. Mm. 
Well, in, in any way, Pastor John, what good does it do a person to gain the whole world? Lose their soul. Because we're not spiritually well. And we don't know how to be spiritually well because we worship the God of this world, our money. And we say, man, we think that gives us some willpower over these things that attack us that we have. We don't have no clue because we're, we're not, we don't want to hear you talking about God spoke to you. God said this. You don't want to hear you talk about if you sick, you know, call for the elders of the church. They don't want to hear that. They want to go pay some doctor, pay somebody to come up. They got enough money. They can pay somebody to create some stuff. Some of them can fly to other countries, Africa, all these places, man, to go into the Amazons and all that, to get all these, these herbs and all these things, man, to put in their body. But see, if you don't have the willpower or the self-control, you might get it, pay for it for a minute, millions of dollars, and go right back to doing the same thing. And a year or so later, it comes back worse. You know. But look at what he says here. You know, saying not by might, not by your ability to do all those things because you got the money to do it, nor by power, not because you got to sit in a high position. That don't guarantee you. But by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That's that's where the will, the real willpower to resist sometimes those temptations to eat those things, you know, you know, you know, you shouldn't or to overeat. Call, we call it gluttony. All you can eat, you know, no power, no willpower, you know, no, no restraint, you know, because you don't understand because spiritually you got to understand this body is the temple of God's spirit. I can't just treat it any kind of way in none of those areas that we're talking about building a better future. And some, some of us do it all the time. And we think, you know, the mind is something because we think sometimes we can get away with it. Because we think I'll do better tomorrow when I might get hit today and it's over. You know, the environment can do that to you. The environment can do that to you. Your job could do that to you. How many people you, 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 you think went to work one day and never made it home because some crazy mind came in the building and killed up people and you just happened to be one of them? Or... Something happened in the building that wasn't anybody's fault. It was just faulty stuff in the building. Or a flash flood came up or a storm came up. See, well, all these, all these things out there in the environment teach us some things. It, it, it gets me sometimes to sit there on the news and watch weather when you done got a warning that this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And I look at all these fatalities on the road, all these car pileups, and I'm looking at, why was there many people out there on that highway when they told them that that was going to be like that? And then you wait to see how many fatalities were there. And you see cars piled up, 18-wheelers turned upside down, stacked on top of them. And I'm like, they had no respect for the environment. They just got out there, man, and thought that I can drive through these elements. No, no willpower, no, no, no self-control. And now they're mad at the people who are supposed to get out there and clean the roads and like they're like, like they're not affected either. No sense of, you know, well-being for nobody but yourself when it all started with you. You didn't have to be out there. Bet this old boy ain't going out there. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> I've been in a few of those. I remember my wife back when Storm Isabel came through up in D.C. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter, man. That big old 740 Beamer man spent round man like a matchbox, heading, in the, heading back into traffic. And people started coming out and shoo, shoo. Yeah, they had released him from work and told him to go home. And he's trying to get in front of the storm, man, and, and it hit. Dang hydroplane. Why? Because of the water underneath it. Lifted it up, man. It's a 6,000-pound car. You know. So, you know, we, 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 we have to, you know, be led by God's spirit, you know, a lot of times. And a lot of times he gives us unction. People say, how you know that was God? Well, if he's telling you to go home and get out of get out of, get out out there, that can't be nobody else but God. You know, God has common sense, and he wants us to have common sense. So if he's communicating common sense, believe me, it was God. Now it's up to you how much common sense you apply. Mm. See, but it comes down to that willpower. It comes down to that, that self-control. 
comes down to being led by the spirit of God. And if you out of control, you know, you don't have no desire to do better, no willpower at all. You're just going to give up and just accept whatever. You're not going to fight for what already belongs to you. When we had COVID, man, that's what it came down to. We had the willpower. We had the wherewithal. And as we began to, to implement and, and, and apply, it was God encouraging us and telling us we got to fight for what we already have. And we fought with the sword of the spirit. We fought with the word of God. He supplied those weapons to us. He gave that and we saw the power of it. But we had to have the willpower to do it. And that's in the book of Zechariah, chapter four, verse six of the King James Bible. Not by might, not by power, by, you know, the, the, the results, the achievement, the final outcome. It's not going to be determined by us because you've got to remember now, God still gives the increase. But if he see me being faithful over those things that I can be faithful over, those few things, you know, that, that's the limit of my willpower. You know, my self-control, I'm stopping at the stop signs. I'm not going, mm -mm, I'm not going to do that. That's enough. I'm going for enough. Come on, I, I'm not going to do that because I know what happened last time. And you're right, doctor. I, you, I, you, you are so right. Thank you. Thank you for your diagnosis. Thank you. You are right. I'm not going to argue with you. You are right. I know what I need to do. Because if it was it was if it was better before, it can be better again. I wanted to be better than what it was before, so you know. But it's gonna it's gonna start with me now. Then he goes on to say, and now we're talking about willpower and self control here, which 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 we need a lot of, especially these days, because we have so much more access to stuff that we didn't. I mean, you can go in a store now, man, and, and buy five different products made by different people, and it's the same product. Mm -hmm. And you all, we all over the place. We're like, man, I ain't got time to read all these labels. And sometimes folks just buy two or three different ones, different brands, and they're going to try all of them and see which one of them work the best. Too, too lazy, don't have time and no, no willpower to stand there, man, and read. This is your life. This is your, this is your future. Take the time sometime and read those labels. Sometimes you can just pull it up on your phone and read it, you know. Sometimes be so tan on the ball like they don't want you to read it. And, and, and I've heard too many times when people crashed and burned, did you read the fine print? Did you ask about the side effects? What's that? Well, that's what you're dealing with right now. While I'm here at the hospital laying hands on you, praying for you to get better. You did call for the elder. We did come and lay hands on you, oh, but you could have avoided this. Well, I know I know better next time. Might not be a next time. Might not might not get to come and lay hands on next time. So I got to have some willpower to be able to. I know what Pastor been teaching on school. I I need to read these labels before I buy this stuff. Waste my money just buying anything because it's the name said this. But you got seven eight bottles on the shelf, Pastor, and say the same thing. Different labels. You know, we going any, many, many more. Which one I think I should get? And don't let it say organic. That's the key right there. A lot of times, people don't got smart. These, these marketers, they don't got smart. They'll slap the label organic on anything. But you got to do a little bit more research and make sure that it's organic. You know, sometimes you can pull up information right down the spot because most of us have our cell phone with it. We don't go nowhere without the cell phone. And it'll show you some of the uh, ratings. Whether it's three star, two star, four star, five star, you know what what, what is the what percentage is organ? You know you 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 gotta invest in your future. That's right. That takes willpower to do that. You know, and so we get in such a hurry sometimes. We ain't got time. We just grabbing it, say organic, throw it in the basket, take it home, get some water. You know, we drinking good water, but we taking terrible organic stuff in our bodies. Mm. Good water gonna dissolve it, and them chemicals gonna go all our body and attack all our organs, because we had no willpower to take some time and really, really restrain ourselves, man, long enough to find out is this good for me? You know, for it, this next group, it said, "For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Mm. You know, sold into sin." Now, this Paul talking here, man. He writing this letter now to 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 the Roman church. 
I guess they had a lot of problems in there with some, with some, with some, you know, some, some self-control, some willpower, you know, for that, which I do, I allow not for what I would that do I not, but what I hate that do I, if then I do that, which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. The same motivation, the last time I got it, bought it, took it, okay? Paul is saying that same determination, that same opportunity presents itself spiritually too, okay? So he's saying my willpower, my strength, my might, Allow me to do a lot of times what the law said do, but it wasn't good for me because that was a different, I'll, I'll say it like this. There is lower levels of law that we live by and they have a good benefit. But for a believer, a Christian person who's trying to reach that next level of wellness, there are laws there too that cannot be ignored because I'm, I'm, I'm doing what this law tells me to do, but this law ain't benefiting me. If that doctor said, take it here and take it here, it could be the wrong medication you're taking. So you did what he told you to do, but it's got side effects that's killing you. Mm. And so go back and get another opinion and say, doc, is there anything else you can give me? Because this right here making making me do this, it's making me do that, it's making me sleepy, I'm you know, driving on the road, making me dizzy, it's doing all these things. And they'll tell you in a minute, yeah, I can, I can give you, well, you could have gave it to me from the beginning. You know, but see, I should have been inquiring and asking these things then, not after it done caused me some problems, you know. And so Paul is saying, you know, hey, you know, I've become a Christian now, but I'm still struggling with some things. Isn't there supposed to be something else supposed to be happening here? What's going on here? And so what Paul is figuring out that when you become a born again believer, you no longer depend on your might, your strength. Your ability, it only gets you so far to the to the to the to success. Those restraints are good, but you know that 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 willpower though is, I know now what the perfect law of liberty is saying do. So it's more important for me now to be willing and obedient to do what God tells me to do. And to do it what His way, so that now He can add what He said He's gonna do to me. And Paul is, is, is figuring some things out here. He says, for I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will, there it is now, for to will, remember to my willpower, is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not, because it's of the Spirit. It's not in you, unless the Spirit is in you. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Just grabbing stuff, you know, I man, sin against your health, your environment. You, you know. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Mm. Okay, that, that, that fight goes on all the time. That's why we have to make some choices every day. We have to die to those desires, those, those, those temptations every day. Depend on God to make a way for us to escape out of it that we can bear it. If not, it'll overrule us and have us doing worse than what we did before. Because I'm not putting anything different in play here. And so the enemy sees that because he's going back and forth monitoring what I do. Remember, I used to I used to belong to him. He used to be my father. Yeah. And he had me lying to myself, mm. thinking that I can do this. You know, I, I can do this if God willing. I'm, I'm saying that in my prayer more and more now, even in, even in my, my benedictions, is that God willing. I'll do it if, God, if it's God's will, you know. See, that's that next level of thinking, of doing, of being, you know, if God willing. It's always got to be according to his way of doing it. And he says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, after the inward man, after the inward man. See, if it takes place inwardly, it'll manifest outwardly. So I got to fix what's in my heart. Why? It's desperately wicked above any other organ. <clears throat> and by the way, this would be my last scripture. 
but I see another law in my members. I love it. Warring against the law of my mind <laughs> and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Okay. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Come on. So it's just that simple. You know, who, 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 who you, you're going to do it God's way. Or you're going to go back to the way you've always done it because you felt in your, in your, in your, in your carnal mind that you were right. Mm. You know, God forbid. That's all I say. God forbid. And that's in the book of Romans, chapter seven, verses 14. I just read you through verse 25. Let me, I got to give you one more scripture, then I'm going to close. And it's in the book of Ephesians, chapter three, verse 16 through 21, the King James Bible. Now we're talking about here willpower and we're talking about here self-control, things that 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 we can do. And we're talking about a lot of physical things, but we're also talking about a lot of spiritual things that we don't always give a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, effort to, mm. you know, and in other words, he said, if you be willing and obedient, a lot of time we do it out of obligation because we're Christians and we don't want nobody to think bad of us. But what about doing it to a point where you want God to be favorable towards you because it was in your heart to do, you know, some people sometimes force themselves to do it, but it's really not in their heart. It's like the scriptures say, there are those who worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Awesome. And it, it all comes out with what you do, because eventually people are going to see. You might get by them for a number of years, but all of a sudden something happens and you have a breakdown. And boom, they were like, man, I thought they were, you know, wow, you know, I thought they were, you know, now all this, the worst of the worst things start coming out and people start questioning you. Because for a long time, you said you was a Christian but they're looking at how you abuse your temple. Now your temple break down and they're like, oh my God. You know, why don't God, you know, people start to second guess and now you're no help to nobody. And he says here that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by what now? His spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that place where it's desperately wicked, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, so it's universal for everybody, all saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And that's in the book of Ephesians chapter Three verse sixteen through twenty one in King James Bible, and as I close, there is a power in every believer. That's why Zechariah prophesied. He was prophesying the life of the believer in the future, and he was prophesying back then that hey, if you're gonna build a better future going forward, it's gonna have to be by the Spirit. You've gotten this far by your own power, your own might, doing things your way. It's a blessing from God that you're still around to learn about how to do something, how to build something better for yourself. All you think about all, when we say, when I look back over my life and wonder how I got over, it's a reason why we still here. God had, God, obviously God must have something better for us as we say. He's kept me all this time. He's brought me this far. I'm still here breathing with for a reason. I don't know what sometimes we say, my, my ancestors prayed for me. I had a praying mama, praying grandmother. You know, all we know is that God has kept us. And if he kept us, don't, won't you, don't you agree he'll keep us? Because he's given us a chance to get this thing called life right. 
You know, we don't want us to go out here and abuse it and kill ourselves and, you know, the ways of sin and death to give God's eternal life. But God has got us on a course and a path right now to build a better future for ourselves, Amen. for our families, for our seed, our seed, seed. And it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's the power that worketh in us. And all of us say we're filled and sealed and healed, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Great is he that's in us and he that is in the world. And he's there to help us to have some willpower and have some self-control when there are things out there that's going to do us harm. Those weapons that are formed against us, they don't prosper over us because of the power that's in us. Why? Because we have the power to bind. We have the power to release. We have the power to speak those things that be not as though they are. We have the power of life and death in our tongue. That's not our power. That's not our might. That's, that's the spirit of God that's in us. And we have to be led by him. Even when we need to pray. We don't know how to pray to be sure. He'll help us do that. Thank you. He's there as a paraclete to help us. To help us. Help us when our willpower runs out. Help us when our self-control is, is, is wishy-washy. And just say, Lord, help me. I, I need to help. I need some restraint here. I need to stop doing this. I, I need to try to do something better, Lord. But I got to, if you help me, God, I know I'll do it. If you save me from it, I know I'll be saved from it. If you heal me from it, I know I'll be healed. Because you are my healer. Yes, you, are. you are my praise, too. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for the School of Healing this morning, Wellness Center, for what you have taught us, Lord God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. That it's up to us, Lord, to look to you, the author, finish, and develop our faith, mm -hmm. to look to you, Holy Spirit, to help us. You're there to help us in these times where, where, where our willpower is not enough, our, our, our restraint is not enough, our, our, our might is not enough. And so we need that added help. We need, we need God what comes through the spirit realm. We know that flesh is always going to want to be flesh. But God, because we're saved and filled with your spirit, we're able now to do better because we have your spirit to help us. We have your word, which is spiritually discerned, to help us. We have your living word to help us, to speak to us, to show us, to teach us. But it's up to us to be willing and obedient to learn and then to obey and then to do the work that is required of us, Lord, that we may obtain, that we may build that better future, that better life, not only for us, but for those, Lord God, who uh, uh, make up our family, our seed, our seed, seed, you know, members of the, of the churches that we, that we pastor or we're part of, jobs that we work on. God, we're in contact with people all the time, and they're looking to us because they know that we profess to be Christians. And they watch everything we do. Not that it matters so much, God, but it matters to you, and therefore it should matter to us. Yeah. So, Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory now for what you have taught us this morning. Now let us go out and put it into practical application. And we need your help to do it. We need you to remind us. We need you to convict us that we need convicting. We need you to chasten us that we need chastening. Because we can't do it without you. We will fail. But with your help, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we give you the praise and glory and honor now, Lord God. Thank you for this work that you have begun in us this year. We know you're going to continue to perform it, Lord God, even though it's hard to swallow sometimes. It hits home sometimes, yes. but it's good for us, Lord, yes. that we were here to learn this, to hear this, that we may be better for the future that you plan for us. You've given us a hope in the future. Yes, you have. And so we thank you now. We know your thoughts toward us now. You keep revealing them. You keep making them known. Now it's up to us, Lord God, to do what we can do and what we can't do. We lean on you. We look to you now, the author of and developed by faith, to show us the way, our very present help in the time of trouble. We call on your name this morning. Holy Ghost, have your way. Lead us now. Guide us and direct us. Help us. Come alongside of us. We need you now. And so, Father, we give you praise going on for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, thank you all for hanging in there this morning for School of Healing. We're going to go ahead and move right to our comments, starting with Pastor Sharon, followed by Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, and our ministers, anyone else that's on. Pastor Sharon. 